Our Old Testament reading is Job chapter 1, verse 1, and then chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. A man in the land of Uz was named Job. That man was honest, a person of absolute integrity. He feared God and avoided evil. One day the divine beings came to present themselves before the Lord. The adversary also came among them to present himself before the Lord. The Lord said to the adversary, Where have you come from? The adversary answered the Lord, From wandering throughout the earth. The Lord said to the adversary, Have you thought about my servant Job? For there is no one like him on earth, a man who is honest, who is of absolute integrity, who reveres God and avoids evil, he still holds on to his integrity, even though you incited me to ruin him for no reason. The adversary responded to the Lord, skin for skin, people will give up everything they have in exchange for their lives. But stretch out your hand and strike his bones and flesh. Then he will definitely curse you to your face. The Lord answered the adversary, There he is, within your power. Only preserve his life. The adversary departed from the Lord's presence and struck Job with severe sores from the sole of his foot to the top of his head. Job took a piece of broken pottery to scratch himself and sat down on a mound of ashes. Job's wife said to him, Are you still clinging to your integrity? Curse God and die. Job said to her, You're talking like a foolish woman. Will we receive good from God but not also receive bad? In all of this, Job didn't sin with his lips. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you were paying attention while I was reading the gospel lesson, um, you probably know why I'm not preaching the gospel lesson and decided to go into Job instead. Uh, Jesus' words about divorce are hard, and given my current situation, they are in the category of things I am awaiting further wisdom about. Um, so I, we're, we're going to let that rest right where it is, and um, I will continue to pray. And I, I expect at some point I'll wind up doing a sermon on that, but... Not, not yet. Instead, we're going to look at Job. And Job is a really interesting story. Um, it is a story with a purpose. It tries to answer the question, why do, good, why do bad things happen to good people? Job is set up as the exemplary human. He is the, the best of the best. A good man strong integrity, never tells a lie, never does anything wrong, never says a harsh word. The best of the best. And all of this stuff happens to him. In the first chapter that we didn't read, God and the adversary, and the, the adversary is literally the Satan, but it's Satan's role in this isn't so much the, the devil with the horns that we think of. It, it's more a, um, a courtroom metaphor. And Satan is playing the part of the prosecuting attorney. And Satan tells God, you, you've got this really good man here, but he's never been tested. Basically, you've made, Job's path has been so easy, of course he loves you. 
Who wouldn't love you? He's never had to deal with anything bad. And God says in the first chapter, okay, you can mess with anything that belongs to Job, but leave his life alone. Leave his being alone, but you can destroy anything else. And so he lo Job loses his family, all of his children, all of his cattle, all of his property. Everything he has is gone. And God comes back to the adversary and says, hey, you, you notice that, that Job still hasn't cursed me. He still hasn't sinned. All this bad stuff happened, he still hasn't sinned. And the adversary is just unbelievably callous. He says, hey, skin for skin. You didn't let me touch him. People will deal with losing all their stuff as long as they're okay. Let me mess with him and you'll see him curse you. And so God says, all right, you can't kill him, but you can do anything else to him. And Job is struck suddenly with this illness. Soars from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. He is miserable. The Bible says he sits on a mound of ashes, scraping his sores with a piece of broken pottery, trying to get some relief. But he doesn't curse God. He is absolutely miserable. He's hurting. Even his wife, who one would expect to be supportive, turns around to him and says, why are you still holding on to your integrity, curse God, and die? Now that can either be really, really callous, or it could be that his wife is so upset at his suffering that she doesn't know what else to do, and she'd rather see him dead than see him suffer. And sometimes suffering gets to that point where you just as soon see the person pass on as have to see them endure what they're enduring. Stuff happens. We live in a finite world. And the first lesson from Job is simply that stuff happens. Cancer happens. Hurricanes happen. Pandemics happen. Divorce happens. Stuff happens. And it can seem, from our perspective, to be horribly random at times. We don't understand why these things are happening. Why people, and, and sometimes, you know, there, there are some people where it just seems to pile on. I know a person whose mother's been fighting breast cancer. Her brother was just diagnosed with colon cancer. She and her family have been through some tough times lately. And it just sometimes it looks like the universe is just piling on. So what do we do? What do we do when we feel like Job? What do we do when it seems like all hope is gone, everything that we knew, everything that we had has been taken from us, and we're stuck sitting here wondering, what do we do now? Job's response to his wife, I think, is really important. He tells her, 
Do we take the good stuff from God and not the bad? And indeed, that is part of what it means to be human, is that we live in a world where there is good stuff and there is bad stuff. There are wonderful good times. There are, you know, being a pastor, you, I get to see both ends of the spectrum. I see the babies being born and getting baptized. I see the kids growing up. I see families having a good time on Sunday morning and, and coming to fellowship suppers together and, and talking and laughing. And I go visit the loved ones in the hospital. And I pray with the ones that aren't going to make it. And I comfort the families when the loss happens. We live lives that are full of both blessing and pain. And yet through it all, God is with us. God never abandons us. And even in Job, when God turns the adversary loose and says, here, have at him, you think you can make him curse me? Go for it. God is still, God hears every word Job says. And we're going to see Job is honest about the fact that he's hurting. I mean, Job, the, the, the really great thing about the book of Job is that it doesn't sugarcoat the human condition. There are no, if you're looking for easy answers to the problem of pain, go somewhere else. Job ain't got it for you. There's no easy answers here. There's no three-step plan to avoiding pain in your life. But what Job offers us is a way through the pain. Because trouble is going to come. Tough times are going to happen. But God will see us through those. He'll bring us through. Somebody, I, I saw on Facebook this week, somebody mentioned the fact that uh, when Moses was at the Red Sea, God didn't take Moses and the Israelites around the Red Sea. He took them through it. Right down the middle, made it possible for them to walk on through. And that's what God does for us in our times of trouble. He makes it possible for us to walk through the trouble and come out on the other side. And we'll see that with Job as well. But the challenge for us this morning is to be willing to sit with the pain. To know that good and bad both happen in this world. And to be willing to trust in God, even in the times when it hurts. Even in the times when we're not sure how we make another step. Even when we're not sure if that light at the end of the tunnel is the end of the tunnel or a freight train coming smack for us. We can trust in God, because God is with us in all things. As God is going to, as we will see, God is with Job, even though Job doesn't feel that God is with him. Job knows in his head that God is with him, but his heart hurts. And so we'll see that as we go through this. And I think that in a time of pandemic, um, when we've lost, you know, 700,000 Americans have died in the pandemic. It's a big number, y'all. Been a lot of suffering. There's been a lot of folks who are suffering from broken relationships. There's a lot of folks suffering from all kinds of things. There are other illnesses that are out there, too. Plenty of folks dying from cancer. 
plenty of folks dying from all kinds of things. May we not lose heart when we see the darkness around us, but may we trust in the light of Christ. Amen. Amen.